Hey, Clone Dance Partiers, welcome back. We're at Season 4, Episode 2, Transgressive Border Crossing. In this episode, Beth wore a wig and was at the end of her rope. Sarah went back to the beginning and got a surprise. Allison doesn't look good in green, but her reasoning is understandable. Helene has farts and two babies. Kasima has a crop to help with the pain, but it only works on her appetite. And MK is still being sheepish. I'm Liz. I'm Lynette. I'm Janice. I'm Matt. And I'm Nuketas. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Nutty Nuketas. Yay! <laughs> That's how I say her name. I like it. <laughs> Welcome. Everyone should say it that way. It should. It's so musical and lovely. <laughs> Welcome back. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. And so remind all of our listeners uh, what other podcasts you do. I have the Nutty Bites podcast where we debate geeky topics. And uh, right now, at the same time as Clone Dance Party going on, uh, Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast is starting back up because they their schedules are in sync this year. Mm-hmm. Yay. The only yeah. two shows I watch live being in sync. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone who watches Game of Thrones should listen to Beyond the Wall. I'm sure there are like yeah. a ton of Game of Thrones podcasts, but one has, only one has our nutty on it. Exactly. And, and we've been going since the beginning, and we've been spoiler-free since the beginning, which doesn't really, um, it's not that important anymore. Uh, but there's still a few things that uh, haven't been brought out in the books, and we try not to spoil anything that was in the books. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, and it's a really great podcast. Yes. So, we, we actually had clones this week. We did. We did. And um, I have to start off within the first couple of scenes when we get to see Kasima. Kasima said something that made me actually pause my TV and wallow in the self-pity and consider turning in my nerd card. Yeah, um, I know what this is. <laughs> I have followed uh, the Human Genome Project since I was a little kid and found out what it was. Um, I did college level reports on it in high school. Um, in fact, I've gotten awards in high school for projects that I did in regards to the human genome project and cloning um, because I studied it so aggressively and I missed the damn Dolly reference. And I was so ashamed of myself and my <laughs> husband, my husband looks at me and goes, I got it. Really? <laughs> Why didn't you say anything last week? I was You're dreaming. talking about the mask, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look like a sheep to me. That's why I was confused. <laughs> I was screaming at the podcast uh, when I was listening <laughs> to it because you guys were talking about, well, one's a sheep and one's a fox, and does it have something to do with that? And I'm like, and I'm I'm driving home uh, from from a seminar like three hours away, and I'm screaming on the 400 <laughs> 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 to nobody except my own iPod, going, "It's Dolly." It's Dolly! Liz, you know this. It's Dolly! <laughs> I was so, like, when it happened, I literally was just like, I, oh. Like, I even texted my dad. I was like, dude, I missed a Dolly the Sheep reference on a damn clone show. <laughs> and he just responded with, like, hilarious laughter. Um, yeah, so, Dolly the Sheep. And um, I'm pregnant. I'm using that as my excuse. 
Okay. So. <laughs> it's a frequent excuse. <laughs> she gets for, to use it for nine months. Yeah, I get to use yeah. it. I only get to use it for two more months, and I'm going to use it. Um, so let's start with Sarah in Iceland. And Psychic Kira? Yeah. 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 What was, I was trying to think, she did something like that at an earlier time. Do you remember what that was? She said someone's coming or, you know, she did something. I can't she remember. She did. I was trying to remember that myself. I can't remember when, though. Yeah. Oh, um, it was... It was it was Dyad, I think, and they were at S's house, and Sarah kind of had an inkling of something, and Kira was like, "Mom, we have to go. We have to hide, right? Because they're coming after us." Mm. And it was, um, oh god, it was back in season like the beginning of season two or the middle of season one. Oh, she says someone's coming before anyone else. Hang on, they were in the uh, house. Knows she knew Helena. Okay, so she says someone's coming before anyone knows. Slash person not knocks. Uh, she knew Helena was at the front door before she saw her. She knocked her own tooth out to help Kasima while her parents were outside talking, and a few other things, as you can probably figure out yourself. That's, or this is from a Reddit thing, right? So, um, yeah. No, it was um. It, it was at the bird watcher's house. Oh, yes. right. It was. it was at the bird watcher's house. It was house. right before mm-hmm. shit hit the fan at the bird watcher's house oh. when the Perlidians yeah. were coming. Yeah, they were in the bedroom. Her and uh, Sarah were upstairs in the bedroom, and Kira said something, and that was just... And that's why they took off, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was at, I was yelling at the screen. I was like, Kira, would you just agree with your mom so Siobhan will leave? Ooh. Um, yeah, I thought that was a little uncustomary, is that the right word, of uh, Siobhan and Stalin like that, because Siobhan is usually like, right on, yeah, I'm, I'm paying attention, and she was like, yeah, no, it's okay, and, you know. I think Siobhan was just really happy, kind of like being a family again. Yeah, and she has, she always has a problem when she meets a new clone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so MK, I never trust them. Yeah, MK is a new clone, so she doesn't trust MK yet. Yeah, I suppose. I just thought it was kind of kind of out of character for her not to be on high alert right away. Yeah. You know, and kind of like discounting what Sarah was saying. But I don't know if she was just trying to comfort her or what. But So did I fall asleep or something? How did they get away? Did we not see? We didn't. There was, they didn't show. Yeah, we didn't they see. just showed that they burned it they down. They were, okay. They, yeah, they ta- they talked about a truck, um, but that was it. Yeah. yeah, a truck and a cargo flight. Right. Yeah. And uh, okay, follow up question: Wh- Where were they? Iceland. They were in Iceland. Iceland. So presumably they had to fly back to North America. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So someone had to forge passports somehow. No, they they, they already in. had them. They already had yeah, them. They, they were ready to escape. They flew in the belly of the cargo carrier yeah. too. Was that what happened? Okay, yeah. I miss I missed that. Yeah. So, um, what about Cal? Cal's still out of the country. All I can think is, um, Cal's still out of the country because he's looking for Tinera. Yeah. yeah, Cal's yeah. a marine right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a marine. He's a Jura. He's looking for uh, uh, he's looking for Dinaris and 
Yeah, lots of fun, which I will be including that in um, Wednesday's show about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've been listening lately to the podcast Sister Speak. I just found it. And they they really hate New Dario. They really? Love, they, oh, they cannot stand him. And I, they're always like, I don't find him attractive. I just hate him. Just shut up. Shut really? Up. Wow. New Dario was awful. They just go on and on about how much they hate him. And I'm like, well, you know, you probably wouldn't say that if you watched Orphan Black because that's Kira's father. He loved I him. didn't realize that it was Kira's father at first, and I loved him so much more than the other. He's still not Dario from the books, but he's better. The yeah, because Dario from the books is the terrible. Well, yeah, yeah, he's he's slimy. <laughs> he's so gross, mm-hmm. I can't stand him. But he's exactly what a 14-year-old girl would fall for. Because... Daenerys is fourteen. Well, she's—I guess she's probably fifteen she's or sixteen. Probably, yeah, she's. But <laughs> first book, she's fourteen. So. Right. And the actor Michael Hussman—I'm probably saying his name wrong—also played a very unlikable character on Treme. Mm, I haven't seen that. So, but uh, I like him as Cal, and I like him as Dario. But I'm just—it's just funny because this one podcast just really hates him. That's funny. I'm but he—I like, Cal, he's like beautiful, yeah. He, he's he got this um, nature that just makes you want to trust him. He's got those kind eyes and everything. It works, at least mm-hmm. for me. So we were talking about um, uh, Kira being a bit psychic, and I'm going through this Reddit, and somebody had another thing, and they said, uh, Helena has shown uh, signs of being psychic, that That's when true. she was having lunch with Sarah, she says, I dreamed that we were friends. Sarah, we're not friends. Helena. We will be. I've seen it. <laughs> and they both have that healing miraculously thing going on. Both Kira and Helena have been able to heal very quickly. I believe Sarah has as well, but we haven't seen her be as um, messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it, it, there's their Slayer line in there, you know. Definitely. I'm still on the whole Kira's a Slayer thing. Oh, yes, totally. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Oh. Um. Oh. So the comic store. Ah, yes. That's, a, that's a great hide. The rabbit hole. Love it. I think it's awesome. Um, is the geek that they meet in the comic book store, uh, is he one of the guys from last season? I don't recognize him. Yeah, yeah he I didn't look familiar. Okay. He looks a lot like Scott. He does, yeah. You, yeah. He's like a cuter Wait, Scott. But I don't I don't oh, know I think that he Scott's was... cuter. <laughs> Scott has his moments. I didn't feel like this was a good Scott. We got the good Scott. The great Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Scott's cat was in the lab. Yes. Where is she? So that probably isn't you know, cat hair isn't good for science. Nah. They can handle it. They can keep the weed out of it. They can keep the cats out of yeah. it. Because yeah, fair enough. Even though she's vaping weed, which that I'm not smell. exactly sure how you vape weed. Yeah, it, it, the the smell and the soot and everything, it gets everywhere. And it's got to be just as bad as hair and dander. Yeah. yeah, it is. I have neighbors. You can turn yeah. that into one vape it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, the, the bit about the weed only, and I don't know if I'm skipping ahead, I'm sorry, but since we're on the topic, 
uh, only really working for the appetite. It. I've noticed that people who used for medicinal reasons, um, they they no longer. It's not an enjoyment thing, and it's kind of neat to see that happen to Cosima, because if we remember, she really enjoyed weed. Yeah. And now right. it's just yeah. yeah. When you're using yeah. it medicinally, it's it's. I thought it was a pretty good uh, representation of yeah. how it is because it's it's not fun. It's not sucking in helium and and making out with your girlfriend. It's just yeah. Oh, I'm doing this well, so she's all. Sick. She's just, yeah, exactly. Well, in medicinal grade, um, it just it works a little differently too. Um, it's not. It's more for pain and. Uh, it's more for pain management and um, appetite. It's not as uh, brain trippy. Yeah. I just want to give her a hug. And then I play know, board right? games with her. Yeah. Have her tell me at her games. Yeah. Well, in the, in the moment between her and Siobhan. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That was very sweet. I like how she's another chicken, and I like how she's like, don't call me that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so cute. I really loved that she said what she said, and because was it? I need you to tell me Delphine is alive. So that made me think that maybe Delphine is not over. So they they slipped that in for us. I was, think that they would not be making such a big deal about Delphine being gone if she was just written out of the show. Right. Um, I feel that they are... I know that the actress is on another show, but I feel like since they're making this uh, a big deal, that it's, they're probably hanging on to the thread, hoping that she can come back, or hoping that they can work it in somehow. I can't right. imagine that they're just stringing it along for no reason. I really hope they're not. Yeah, there has to be a story reason. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I really hope there's a story reason. Mm-hmm. But we are talking about people who came up with robo-maggots and cheeks. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> robo-maggots and cheeks. Magnet bots. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I trust them at this moment. Yeah. Well, I do know that they're making it up as they go along, so, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we can tell. Yeah, well, they've even said it, you know, the fact that they're like, well, we thought about having a boy clone, but we weren't sure who, and and I still think that Paul would have been a better boy clone, but uh, it just, it's it's strange to me to find such a love for a show that doesn't have it planned out, because I am, like, the type that I go for, like, you know, Babylon 5, where they've got... Yeah. Five years planned out. They know exactly what's going to happen. And so to be watching a show that I'm this invested in and they have no idea where they're going is it's kind of <laughs> interesting. Well, they were um, <coughs> uh, Graham and uh, other guy uh, were on <laughs> the after show. Uh, John Fawcett. John, thank you. Um because I was going to say Graham's full name, and I was like, no, no, that's his name. <laughs> Graham and Mason? Yeah, he is not Graham and Mason. He is Graham and Mason. Uh, Graham and John, like, they were on the after show, mm-hmm. which was better this time. I didn't want to kill the host like I did last week. He calmed down a little bit. Mm. I think mm. he was told to be himself and not Chris Hardwick, and that really helped. 
Um, uh, you mean AJ Fry? Yeah. Ah, he's um. By the way, a pretty nice guy. I I that's what him. that's what Shane said. Yep. yep. Um, I believe that. Just he, I don't, I don't know. First episode, yeah. I didn't like him as much. This episode, maybe was he like, was nervous. Yeah. Well, usually he has a different co-host, so maybe that has something to do with okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm assuming because this is a female centric show that they're like you can't have two dudes talking about this. We they had they had two dudes there. this time. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So it was AJ and uh, what's his name? Yep. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but anyway, Graham and John said. That they do have, they have the outline of a plan. They know how they want it to end, uh, but they are having fun with getting there. Hmm. Um, Honestly, I don't watch the show for plot. I watch it for characters and performances. True. That's why yeah. I'm always asking questions like, "What happened?" <laughs> like, I don't even care. <laughs> like, you, you put put Allison and Felix in a room. And that's that's your show. Like I don't need Shit I don't need die. I don't need die <laughs> I don't need any of this other top side and whatever the whatever the fuck is, else is going on. Just give me the clones and and the clone friends. Let them have adventures. Um, I will say that I get like a little proud of myself every time the illusion is mentioned. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I knew that was happening. <laughs> um, just like every time I'm like see I called that I got it um, but yeah so Allison and Felix can we talk about I was so disappointed in Sarah and her reaction to Felix's announcement I'm looking for my birth family yeah it's like, I was but a where are your family like shut up he's, he's done your thing for three seasons now it's his turn <laughs> Let him have well, a subplot. Shut up. I had, no, I have to say, though, that, uh, yes, I thought her, her reaction was, was not good. But, you know, we've done the Felix, I don't feel part of this family before. We did that in season two when he thinks he and Kira and Sarah are going off by themselves, and then she meets up with Cal, and he has to leave. Exactly, and I thought of that. I thought of... They laid the groundwork for him saying, mm-hmm. I don't know if I belong in this. Like, I yeah. feel like there's a, a part of me that doesn't belong, and therefore I need to find that other half of me. And he's looking for it. And he's made that clear to her, but she's like, well, we're your family. We're the only family you need, you ungrateful snit. And, and it's like, that's not – come on, Sarah. Let him have his – Right, and, and I, like that, thing. I like that he points out, well, no, you guys are a family. Like, literally – when none of us are related, we're all even. But now Siobhan is, like, your kid. Right. And so, like, there's there's actual blood between all of you, and there's not with me. So now I am the odd man out. Yeah, I don't think it got resolved back then, and I think it's really appropriate. Yeah, you know? and I... I, I it was so weird, because I think he knew that she was going to react that way. Which is why he only told Allison. That's right. So coming from uh, someone who has adopted siblings, this scene was very true to me. Um, And I've seen uh, I've seen it. My my husband's mother's adopted as well. Um, And she actually did go find her birth parents. And one of the big fears that she had was, what will my mom and 
think about this. Um, because she ha- watched her other brother find his adopted family as well. And he just disappeared, right, for a little while. And uh, then he came back. But um, it's it's a big fear. So I totally got uh, that that he, you know, Felix wasn't sure how they'd react. But I also understand the there's this driving need for many adopted kids uh, to find someone who is of blood relation. Um, my brother, uh, one of my brothers who's adopted, can't do that. That's it's it's an an impossibility. Um, there's there's no way for him to find any of his birth family, and that like tormented him. Um, and I'm sure had he had another adopted kid in the family, he'd be able to bond like uh, Felix and Sarah could bond. Mm-hmm. And then the idea of having that bond um, broken, because suddenly Sarah's related to everybody, and she has. You know, not only does she find her birth family, but she found the woman who who carried her. She found the woman whose DNA she came from. She found all of these siblings. Oh, and guess what? You've been related to mom all along. Aren't you special? Yeah. And uh, I and, totally get that. And she, I, and it's not she leaves that him I don't, alone, too. I mean, she I, it's not that I don't get him. it. It's not that I don't get it. It's just that. And for story, it's just that... Um, I, I think it's, it's perfectly reasonable, but I just think they they did it two seasons ago, and it just feels like rehash. I hope, and and I this is something we should you know talk about. Is his birth family going to be important to the plot, or just yes. kind of? Yes, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I have a feeling. I wouldn't be surprised. I still want to know what was it about Felix that made Mrs. S adopt him? Because she had a exactly. lot of foster kids. And there's only two that she adopted. The right, one yeah. that she was told needed to stay off the books and Felix. So yep. what is so special about Felix? I mean, other than him being awesome. Other than him being Felix, yeah. Oh, so she's got another deep secret that she's keeping from us? Oh, I would really well, hate that. Probably. <laughs> but oh, she no. does that, so, you know. But that's, yeah, how, but, but that's how she knows how to operate. She yeah. had the the kids that she fostered were kids that only Siobhan could foster. They were, she fostered them for a reason because they needed to be hidden. They needed to be away. That's why she had the bird, you know, the bird watchers, quote unquote. And she has all the friends and the the connections and the secrets and everything. That wasn't just for Sarah. She was that person before. She's helped hide children before and she didn't go with them. She yeah. stayed so, with Sarah, and yeah. she took Felix with her. Yeah, but that was—that's so you know—we're three seasons in. This is the fourth season. It's if she has been withholding information about Felix all this time, it means she hasn't learned anything over the yep. three seasons. Yeah, which true. which means she hasn't had any character growth. Well, and also in all that time, which would be very disappointing to me. She might be hiding the Felix stuff because, A, she doesn't know he's looking yet. Um, And, B, there might be a reason. Like, there's a reason she hid all the Sarah stuff. There might be just as valid of a reason that she's hiding the Felix stuff. And until Felix comes forward and says, here's what I'm looking for. But that makes me completely mistrust her again. And I really hate backwards like that. 
it would, I, be, it would feel like going backwards. It would feel like she had no growth. And I, yeah. I just, I can't justify keeping secrets from adults who could make decisions. It would be, it would be terrible. I don't want that to happen. While we're talking about Felix, has he been working out or what? Yes, yes, I, <laughs> yes. I was wondering about that. He looks a lot bulkier. He when he came much. out of the shower, I was like, whoo. Ooh, yeah, I know. Ooh, Felix. <laughs> um, but in Sarah's treatment of Felix after he says that, she's like, yeah. we're the only family that you need, and then she disappears. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, we're the only family that you need. Oh, now go do this thing for me again. Again, and when I don't need you, I'm just going to take off. And sorry, Felix, we'll talk later. Right, and you'll be fine at the club because you like clubs. But this is not, like, I'm not defending Sarah. I'm just saying this actually goes to my fueling uh, what I've said before is that Sarah's a bad friend and she's a bad sister. Oh, no, Um, she absolutely is. Because she has been a user of Felix all the time. And Mm -hmm. he's upset with her and he's not sure how to broach it and he's not sure how to say it. And when she comes back, she's like, yay, I just want to go for drinks. You're coming for drinks with me. Actually, no, I'm getting you involved in clone stuff again. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just... Yeah. socialize with you I'm going to actually use you to get me in somewhere right and it's, yeah. it's manipulative it is right. and it's actually uh, I was watching an episode of Buffy today and it happened which to be, episode uh, the episode where uh, a couple episodes after Oz leaves the the Thanksgiving episode and something blue mm-hmm. where right. um, where Willow is just horribly depressed because Oz is gone and um, everybody's being kind of an asshole to her. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about, I was like, God, Sarah would fit in with this group. They're all just assholes. <laughs> like, and Willow was kind of an asshole to Buffy in season, the beginning of season three. Um, they were all assholes to Buffy. So, I mean, it's just a whole group of just people who suck at being friends. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was really like calling back to this episode and how... I was like, wow, Sarah would just fit in with them because she's just a jerk, too. Of course, they're like 18, 19, and she's like in her mid-20s. Uh, no, she's, yeah, she's, no, late mid, 20s. She's, late 20s? She's like so, 29-ish, I think. So, I can understand, I just, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of, uh, I'm not giving Sarah much slack for being a subtle bitka to, oh, no. to mm-hmm. Felix. Oh, I, I'm giving her no slack. This boy she, needs his own subplot. Yes, he does. She's like, you know, he's telling her she goes to touch him, you know, without asking, and with, you know, the brother and sister. But he's like, you know, give me some space, which I, you know, I get that. He's, you know, like trying to set a boundary with her. And I think this is going to go somewhere it, it, during the during this season. Yeah. And he's never actually been outwardly mad at her for very no. long before. Yeah. Every time he's upset with her, she's just shocked because he's always just done whatever it is she yeah. wants. Um, he absolutely loved S and was there for Kira and S and everything. But he would always do whatever Sarah wanted. Yeah. And it, this is the first time that he's really growing a backbone because he now has sisters that treat him like a person and don't take advantage of him. Right. Yes. Allison has been a, uh, I mean, even when she's, you know, she's leaned on him, but there's a difference between leaning on someone and just assuming that they're always there for you and doesn't have a life or problems of their own. Like, Allison has listened to him. Allison has, you know, been there for him. And Sarah hasn't. 
Right. And so, like, okay, this is kind of what I should have been getting. Now he's mad at his sister that he grew up with. Why haven't you been like this to me all these years? Right. And I don't think he's able to say it because he's never been able to stand up to her. That's why he couldn't say, no, I'm not doing this or I'm not into this, so I'm just going to party. It's, uh, no, I was just getting drinks. Yeah. You know, and, and instead of saying, I'm, I'm not here for you. <laughs> this is, a, this is, uh, I'm, I'm not your, uh, your Robin to your yeah. Batman. <laughs> and I think, um, also with Allison in regards to her being the one that he told that he was looking for his birth family and her understanding and everything is, is Allison's kids are adopted. Mm-hmm. And so I think she has that, like, she kind of gets that. And not only are Allison's kids adopted, they're a different race than her. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more obvious. Yeah, but you know what? I think of Allison is just so intent on her kids. I would be, I would think Allison would be the person who would go ballistic if her kids wanted to know about their birth parents. Yeah, but Allison was adopted too, though, wasn't she? No, she no. was um, no, surrogate. Not surrogate, oh, but um, in vitro. Yeah. Right. She well, didn't right. know she wasn't her mom's and her dad's until uh, until she grew up. And, and then that's she right. only just found out that originally she wasn't supposed to be her dad's either. Her yeah. mom switched the sperm. <laughs> they said oh, I was the God. only one who got his sperm. Yeah. Still cracks me up when I think of Allison's mom meeting Kasima. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> She's she's mixed race. <laughs> oh my! She can't she can't be your sister. <laughs> Guess what? We, we we look exactly alike. <laughs> but so yeah. what do we think is going to happen with uh, Allison and Donnie? <clears throat> oh, I I I feel for their situation. I think that there will definitely be a lot of um, Allison not being able to handle watching uh, yeah. Helena yeah. carry a baby. I was thinking, I was like, well, if Helena has eggs, then couldn't they then implant them into Allison and Allison could have her own kids? And then I realized, no, because her uterus is, is what's messed up. It's not the yeah, egg problem. Yeah. They talked about before she has a, I can't remember the name of it, what did they call it, but a, an underdeveloped uterus. It yeah. Yeah. Not a, not, it's not viable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, now I'm wondering, like, well, I wonder if they can cure the uh, the defect in, or the planned uh, barrenness, uh, if it can make her uterus viable and if that would make her happy. Oh. Um, I, I also think in that scene, when Donnie is showing her the sonogram, mm-hmm. not only does um, Helena get to have kids, it took Allison a while to come to grips with Kira. Yep. Like, who is this punk rock hoe? Right. Who gets to have, you know, I did everything right. I went to college. I married the right guy. I have the nice house. Mm-hmm. I did everything right. And I don't get to have kids. And then there's this hoe who gets to go do whatever she wants and have children. And it took her a long time to be able to come to grips with that and be okay with that. And she is now uh, because she she knows Sarah and in her own Allison way loves her. But Helena 
is a whole different kettle of fish. Um, and it's not Helena's fault. She's a whole different kettle of fish. She was raised to be an assassin. She was abused and she has mental problems. Um, and so I think Allison seeing the crazy sister um, get to have not only does she get to have one kid, she gets to have identical twins. She gets to have two babies. And here's Donnie cooing over the ultrasound like it's his. Well, yeah. and and that's the other thing. Not only does she not get to experience what she's always wanted to experience, but because they're using her health card, Donnie is getting to experience exactly. that side of it. Okay. And she's not able to do it. Exactly. And Donnie, I think, this is another case of Donnie being an idiot. He mm-hmm. just, he... We're happy for Helena. Yeah, sure, we're happy for Helena. I freaking want babies. Yeah. I went through that with a couple of friends who got pregnant right after I miscarried. And it was it was a little difficult to be happy for them. Luckily, my husband was right there with me. Um, and I had that support from my partner. But I think Donnie needs to be more supportive of Allison. Um, even if her jealousy is unfounded and unwarranted, which I don't think it is. I, I totally understand it. Um, but, you know, all Donnie has to do is say, yeah, it sucks. It's not fair. Yeah, and, but, you know, Donnie, Donnie's one of those types that you have to really hit with a brick. Yeah, you really yeah. do. <laughs> he's so... Um, he doesn't like subtle clues. <laughs> he's kind of pure in this way that he, I don't think he can feel jealousy in that regard. I think he's just, he cares about Helena. He has accepted her into his family and he is genuinely just happy for her. And I don't think that he can really grasp the fact. And he's tried. He's like, you know, is this about our issues? And she's like, no, 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 no. And then he just takes it at face value. <laughs> Whereas he, he can't, he has a hard time believing that she has a problem with it because he doesn't. You know, it's it's so many times we don't expect things of other people that we wouldn't do ourselves, right? So right. Um, uh, I've often said that people who are of uh, in relationships who are very jealous and paranoid about their partners cheating on them, very often it's because they would do that. And right. that's why, and, and that many times people who are less obsessed over it, it's because they're, they wouldn't. Um, this is not absolutes. I'm not judging anyone. You can be jealous and, and still be a good person. Don't right. take anything I say like that. But so often, you know, um, I've had situations where somebody does something and it's like, who would even think of that? Mm. Or, or they'd be paranoid over something. It's like, who would even think of doing that? And that's why they're paranoid because they're the kind of person that would think of doing that. Right. So because Donnie can't imagine being jealous of Helena, it, he doesn't realize that's what's going on with his wife. Right. right. And I also she's, think... He's a dum-dum. Yes. <laughs> Let's just boil but it, in a, in a boil it down. in way. Yes, but yes. in its simplest explanation, yeah. he's a dum-dum. Because how long do you have to be married to a person before you finally get on their wavelength and know that, you know, I wouldn't be jealous of this. But the woman I've been married to for five, ten years would be jealous of this because there's been a pattern. Well, he and he doesn't pick up on it. He's a drug it. user either. 
Yeah, he's he, a dumb he dumb. yeah, he's a dumb dumb. <laughs> he's a big dumb dumb. But I also think that Donnie loves Allison so much. Oh yeah, that's a, that's evident. He just he just loves her so so much that by default he loves her sisters mm-hmm. because they are other Allisons, and so because of that he just loves Helena because it's another Allison. Um, and, um, one thing actually, uh, Kristen Brown was on the, the after show and he said something and it was the, the wording kind of bugged me and it, it was Kristen speaking, not Donnie, um, which I think is really important because I feel as though Donnie thinks of their kids as his kids. Donnie has children. Yes. Kristen said that he is so excited about that Donnie is so excited about uh, Helena's kids because he never had his own kids. What? And I was well, like, um, I, yeah, you do. Yeah, I understand that your wife didn't give birth, but you have children. You have two. I think he's well, we excited about the, the prospect of going to the doctor, right. having the ultrasound, no, and doing having all those experiences that other fathers have, and he didn't have that. So that's what he's excited. I think that's what he meant. I'm sure that's what he meant with the wording of it. Because I have people who are adopted in my family as well. And um, if my grandfather ever said that he has three kids and then three adopted children, hearts would have been broken. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and, and I can tell you that, like, so many times people would say to me, they're like, well, how many real siblings do you have? I'm like, eight. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but how many real ones? eight it's the yeah. same number no matter how many times i say it they're they're my real siblings and i i remember dealing with a, an older fellow and and he was just very insistent about it like, i don't care how many times you're going to ask this question you're asking it wrong and you're being you're being hurtful and and he's like, wow, you don't know where he came from i'm like no but i know where he was raised and he's my brother yeah. Trust me. And and the thing that we often joke about and is the whole nurture versus nature thing. My brother, uh, Vin, is the most like my mom and my dad than any of us. It, 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 like spitting image in in the way that he behaves, not visually because different race, but spitting image of how they act, how they behave, all of that stuff. So that whole nature versus nurture thing. It's like, there's a lot of nurture going on there. There's a lot of nurture. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. It's like, you know, my sister didn't look like each other. We didn't look like a whole lot like each other when we were younger. We do now, of course, because mm. that's what happens. But, you know, people would say, oh, well, she must be your half sister. And I always thought that was weird because no, she's my sister. That's, yeah. you know, so you can't yeah. be a half of a sister. I mean, her dad was different, but that doesn't mean she's half of my sister. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. People do that with my mom and my aunt because they are very, very different um, physically. They just, mm-hmm. they obviously, they look different and they just, everything about them is different. And people would ask, well, oh, you know, is she your stepsister? Is she your, no, she's my sister. It doesn't matter if, you know, her mom married my dad 20 years later. Like, she's my sister. Yeah. Right. And so... We, I, I used to get people making comments like, oh, are you adopted too? No. Because <laughs> I was the only dark one in the family um, outside of the adopted brothers. Somebody's rubbing on their microphone. Sorry. 
think she's blown her nose. No, my belly is just large and I moved and it gets <laughs> <laughs> every everything is extra big right now and I'm not used to so the where some podcast, of the things are too. sitting. That was a baby jam then, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I used to get comments all the time, Oh, you're adopted too. Uh no. <laughs> but yeah, no, the the I agree with you. Um, Donnie does have real kids, but I may uh, try to excuse the actor a little bit. We haven't seen those kids in a couple seasons. I was going to say, yeah. does yeah, do they? Just, like, where the fuck he are might have these forgot. kids? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, they're probably old enough now that they could be, they could have a couple more scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season. Yeah. They could do, I don't know. You know, take your mommy to school day. Oh, mommy, Allison isn't indisposed. Helena will have to be Allison at mommy and me day. You know, like they could do stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> Helena has such a hard time masking her accent, though. <laughs> I don't even think she tries. <laughs> exactly. She, she does. Cause I'm she just saying there's, she lowers there's comedy. Voice. There's comedy to be mined there. Yeah, there is, there is. Helena, well, we know Helena can modulate her voice because she passed as Beth to get far enough into the police department in season one. Uh, but when she's trying to be Allison, her voice just gets deeper, but her syntax, no change. Like, yeah. Whoops, what was that? Oh, oh, what? Someone's rolling around in sandpaper. No. Yeah. I literally just here. Where did you go? You sound like you left the room. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Okay. We said, where did you go? You sound like you left the room. I was sitting right here. I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> did you astral project again? Stop she doing did. that. Sorry. It's not good on audio. I'm very sorry. <laughs> Oh, and I did like that the first place Beth went was Art was to the or Sarah went was uh, the restaurant with Art. Yeah, I just my heart just breaks for Art this whole thing again because you know having to go back to the flat and watch the tapes and yeah. it's just poor mm-hmm. Art. Although we do learn that uh, Art and Beth slept together only that night. Because she would not return his call after she was suspended. Which, by the way, makes a lot of sense why Art was very, very angry with her. Exactly. (laughs) The first time he actually got through. Yeah, you don't call. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Art says that the station said Beth's family would take care of her items. Where is Beth's family? I thought Where's it was. That, I thought it was Paul. They said Paul's family would take care of it. Now they said uh, the the house, the the apartment oh, okay. is under his name, paid through to the end of the year, probably Dyad. And then um, they said he said station said Beth's family would take care of her. Uh, oh, okay. It was probably it was Dyad or Neil. She just called and said, "We're but, family." We'll but where is Beth's family? Wh- who? Where are her parents? Where are the people yeah. that raised her? I mean, yeah. we still haven't seen uh, Cosima's family, but that makes sense because they're probably he's still out in California. But 
you know, I want to know, you know, Beth is, is local. Where is her family? Or if she's not local, where did she move from? Right. And how would the station know that her family was going to take care of it and pass that along? I mean, who contacted them about it? Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Like, Dyad could have easily called and said, we're her family. Beth's family well, may have died. found out because they found out about the switcheroo between her and uh, Sarah. Didn't they? When they arrested Sarah? You still think they'd want to come go through her stuff, don't you think? Well, maybe they did. Well, that's true. It's very confusing. They missed the camera, though. Yes. Well, it, it, Paul missed the camera, and he was watching her. You yeah, know, everyone missed the camera. Yeah, that that was a little... That was a stretch. Okay, so I don't think it was, because when Art was like, do you see that? I was like, no, and I know it's there. Yeah, I meant more about the thing under the bed. Oh, under the bed? You mean the? Uh, or was it under the bed? Under was the under something? Yeah. Under oh, the in table? The bathroom? Yeah. Well, if you don't move furniture, you're not going to notice yeah. it, right? Are you vacuuming um, this house, this apartment? Come on. <laughs> you move your you move a dresser to vacuum so, well, at least once a year. You gotta just to. Well, it has spring I, cleaning. I don't think it's been a full year, but no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I have to move the couch for something, I'm like, whoa, okay, let's get the broom. Okay. <laughs> get those dust buddies. <laughs> I feel like you drop something, you look under the... It, it is a stretch. It's been a while. So, Hi, I'm Nukchas, the host of Nutty Bites. And hi, I'm Tech, Nutty's regular guest. Or antagonist. Our podcast is like a call-in show where geeks get to debate topics about speculative fiction. We don't really debate. Sure we do. We debate topics such as lame superpowers, the best villains, and our favorite apocalypses. We more of like rant, rave, and then have massive nerd rages. People call in from all over the world, sometimes minor celebrities, and we've even had some supervillains show up. Do you ever notice that you never have any superheroes or good guys? I'm a good guy. Compared to what? Mm, antagonist. Not really a guest. Nutty Bites, org. So, you, you know, that last time she went out and, not the blonde wig time, but the last time she went out with the gun and she came back with the blood on her hands, that was the, that, blonde, that, wig. That was the blonde wig time. Okay, that was the blonde wig time. That wasn't when she shot uh, Maggie Chen. That was, a, she went and killed somebody else. Yeah, right. And we don't know who that is, right? Right. Okay, I just want to make sure I, I got that does anyone have any ideas? Uh, uh-uh. the, I think it's the the Aleutian Union police guy. That's what I thought. What do you think it is? Because we never saw that Union guy when Sarah was in the police. Yeah. Right. I bet it was him. You're right. Because he threatened her. He did threaten her. So I have a question. Why do you think he, when he's in the apartment talking to her... There's this point where he just he takes his glasses off and he puts them right back on again. Did anyone have any ideas of what if that was meaningful or not? Well, it was creepy for one, but well, it, yes, it was definitely creepy, but no idea. No, I, I didn't. I actually didn't even notice, like, really notice that he did that. Yeah, I, I noticed. Did. I noticed it both times. I watched the um, I watched the episode, and uh, so I was wondering. I wondered whether. He was trying. He was showing her that he didn't have a weird eye. Cool, but you could see that through his glasses. Yeah, yeah, I know you could. So, but it just seems strange that he would be, make such a make such a point of taking his glasses off. 
Yeah, I know. I honestly, I, it, that part didn't even register. Yeah, I just, I just thought it was creepy. And it was for dramatic effect. But now I'm going to go back and look again and see if there might be something there. Speaking of creepy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the worms. Yeah, no. yeah. Those are gross. Thank you so much. And why did they? Why did the Africans, Africans, um, leave her alone? They said Sarah Manning, and they left her alone. Why? 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 Because she was Sarah Manning, and not, I think they were looking for MK. Oh, okay. Um, and also, maybe Sarah's isn't matured yet. Oh, maybe they're not ready for hers yet. Yeah, that's how they knew it was. They knew it was Sarah's because it was small. Oh, okay. Because the one... I don't know. They didn't translate whatever they were saying, but... The one that, um... Neelan, like, bites out of his cheek and spits at Delphine. Yeah. That was much larger than what we saw in Sarah's cheek. Okay. So it's How still... come that one didn't, like, try to kill him when yes. he did that? My, yes, I have a question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> maybe... Because he... Maybe my theory is that they were cutting the cheeks out all around to make sure that they didn't damage it. The the video we saw where they where the person was trying to cut it out himself and it went crazy, I think that they cut into the worm. And yeah, so but I when he cut when he bit it out, like you're saying yeah. he bit around he it. Bit further. He, did, he okay. bit around it. He didn't bite through the worm. I think if you kill the worm, that's the fail safe thing that happened in the video. Or maybe it was just mature and it was ready to pop out. I don't know. Does it grow? I think I think they grow. That's why they're they're harvesting them. I just want to vomit right now. <laughs> <laughs> All you can think is like, wait, is this is this like trills? <laughs> is this another Dax? Yeah, I just I have so many issues with worms and things like that. Don't put them. worms in people's faces. Yeah, don't do I that. I agree with that. Do supposed to go in the that. abdomen. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. No, it's okay. So in Star Trek, there's a race of beings called the Trills. Right. No, and what it is, is it's a symbiotic, there's a symbiotic relationship. Some Trills are able to host this, like, big worm that they put into their abdomen. And the, the worms uh, can live much, much longer than their species does. Their species has like normal uh, human lifespan. So when their host dies, they move the worm to another uh, another host, and that host will then have all of the memories of the old hosts. Right. So they call the people by the name of the worm. So the character that that we got to know was Dax, and right. each uh, incarnation of Dax. You know, it was like, well, it's Ezri Dax or Jedzia Dax or Emery Dax or whatever. Um, but the worm just, like, moved from person to person, and it kind of made you, when you're the host, you have your own life, and then you become part of this, you know, multi-generational life thing. And so that's what I keep thinking about. <laughs> that's nice and creepy. Oh, yeah. yeah I still think creepy. about that episode where Jadzia uh, learns that she holds her hands behind her when she, like, stands and walks from from a previous host. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I do that and I have my, my hands, like, clasped behind my back, I think about Dax. And I'm like, oh, maybe I have a... Maybe yeah, I'm a thrill. got a worm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
yeah, the worms were creepy. And uh, Lynette, thank you for bringing up that they were speaking Africanus. Uh, because yeah. I was looking that up. Um, and uh, people arguing about it was hilarious. <laughs> what were they arguing about? I think you actually, think you actually call, call them Africaners, but I'm not Africans. sure. Africans, yeah. Um, the lang- thank you. It the sounds language. like you're saying leprechauns. No, it's Africaners. Yeah. And then they are Africaners. Um, it's generally... So a lot of people were just assuming that it's German, which it doesn't sound like German at all. So I don't think that those people have ever heard German. Um, it, it can be. I thought it, I thought it sounds a little like yeah. German. Um, Doesn't Charlize Theron speak that? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. she's it, from South Africa. Right. If, if I'm Africa. not mistaken, it's a combination of like Dutch and French and uh, the original language of the area all yeah. kind of mixed into its own new language. Correct. Yeah. And makes, I, makes several, sense. Every yeah. local, several local languages, Dutch, yeah. French. So that's um, why it can be very easy to confuse it with another language because it probably sounds well, like... French, a lot of people were saying that it sounded uh, slightly Scandinavian but wrong. Mm-hmm. And so well, I can see that. But I, yeah. um, I speak German a little. And so... So having having taken a lot of German classes and actually using it frequently, it like I was like, no, that's not German, guys. I don't know why you think that's German. <laughs> um, but one of the people was like, well, the guy is obviously Scandinavian. There's no and like yeah, South Africa, South Africa, just uh, South Africa, South Africa. Just look it up. I swear to God, there's white people there. It's really in yeah. <laughs> have yeah. have they never seen Dion Vort? <laughs> right. Um, so they read, they read James Michener or I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, and like somebody else was like, "Well, there's white people in South Africa." Well, yeah, but they're not from there. Uh, and I was like, and I was like, and I'm done reading this thread because I don't have the energy to anyway, argue. Anyway, yeah, it's interesting to actually do some research on that whole development of that and yeah. and and the language. Because it'll piss you off a whole bunch. It will. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very, very interesting. So um, if any of you out there are language nerds or cultural nerds, that's some really fun stuff to look up. Their baby's bu- bumping again. Oh, baby. It's, it's about that time. It's little one goes crazy about that time. Nibble at like 7 o'clock. I don't know why. I'm adjusting the everything so that... So, can we just talk about the fact we didn't have to see the bagel? Yes. I was, we got a little bit flashback of him. That was exciting. It was great. And I have to say now, after watching this whole thing, I don't think Beth is alive at all. I I think that, (sighs) I really don't. I have a weird theory, and I don't think it actually makes sense, but. I'm down. Let's hear it. uh, a, A theory that makes no sense. Uh, is somehow uh, Beth killed a clone, and that's what the blood was, and that's who was on the train tracks. Oh. That she staged it. Because ever since MK said she had to fake her own death, I've been having that bug in my head. Not a worm of a bug. Um, <laughs> I, had, I, had, I, actually, I had a panic attack when I saw Beth on the video footage with the blonde wig, and I'm like, oh, no, she's Crystal. Oh, no. Oh, I <laughs> know. 
That's uh, I did think the blonde wig. I'm like, is she pretending yes. to be Crystal now? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's I what I thought. I was like, yeah. oh my god, if she's Crystal, but that means she's laying in a hospital without an eye. Um, or, you know that it could have been a dead clone already. Maybe she found her. Maybe she killed the person who killed the clone. And right. To, yeah. I don't um, know. It's it very elaborate. But. So a couple people have said that Beth was wearing the 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 train outfit. Uh, I thought she. I, the jacket's the same. The jacket's the same, and she is wearing a skirt. However, I could have swore, and I can't really look it up right now without uh, Niblet kicking the hell out of the computer. Uh, I could have swore that the train outfit is a blue sweater. And what about the shoes? No. Nope. The shoes too? She, she was, was wearing, wearing high heels. But I don't think they were the same ones. But the, okay. the sweater is what got me. Because the sweater she's wearing in, the, in episode two, in this episode is a maroon sweater, and I swear, the train episode, the first episode, she's wearing a blue sweater. I thought I thought she was wearing white, but actually I had just looked it up. She's wearing, it's the exact sweater. Is it I really? I'm you a gift, yep. All right. Okay. All right. Well, one more thing. Damn it. We... Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Right. One more thing. We find out Kendall, Kendall has leukemia. Yep. And... And Scott isn't going to say anything. Won't that affect any kind of data set or anything with that elevated white blood count and right. all that? Could that be affecting? Could that be why Casima's treatment's not working? Yeah, would they, I don't well, know. Well, but Casima's treatment isn't based on Kendall's blood, is yeah. it? Yes. Well, it is um, it, because she's the original genome. Oh, right. Um, right. Okay. And uh, the leukemia will not damage their information um, because her DNA is still her DNA. Um, But I don't know if there's, I mean, like, can can you harvest stem cells from an adult? I guess it's from bone marrow. Yeah, you get it from bone marrow. So I don't know if um, creating a treatment from her actual bone marrow will be as good. I don't know that because I'm not a doctor. I hope we have some, like, really great genetic doctors that could write in and tell us. Yeah, please do. And also tell us the benefits of putting worms in cheeks. There aren't any. Uh, I'm going to go on record. Um, There's not. That's some creepy needolution shit. Yeah, but here's here's what I'm thinking. She has leukemia and she's not treating it because leukemia can be very treatable. She may be dying before she should be, and then they lose that opportunity with her stem cells. Right. So that's kind of a stupid thing not to tell other people about, don't you think? Well, it's Kendall. Uh, but yeah, it's still but her choice. It's, it's absolutely it her choice, but also it's Kendall. Like, for me, her not wanting anybody to know she has cancer makes total sense, because I think that in Kendall's mind, that would show a weakness. Well, yeah, that's true. And she says, you know, if you tell people you have cancer, you only get a pity party. And she just found her family, and that's not what she wants from them. If she gets anything from them, she wants it to be genuine. She doesn't want them to love her just because she has cancer. Correct. And it makes total sense. It really does. I'm just just worried because I don't know if it's going to screw up. You know, uh, Cosima getting getting uh, cured. So that's my concern. But yep. And I, I love how Mrs. S is just like willing to even broach the idea of Kira doing more bone marrow stuff. Yeah. Because like that just shows how much she cares. Yeah. 
because she was dead set against it before. Oh, yeah. She did not want that child touched again. No, and I think um, we kind of danced around it a little bit earlier with uh, Siobhan had adopted, you know, she only kept two kids, Sarah and, and Felix. Um, but she had fostered a lot of parents, a lot of kids, and she fostered them because she wanted to help them, but she never wanted to be a mom. She knew that she could help these kids. She had a skill set. She had the ability, whatever. But she never set out to be a parent. And now she has Felix and and Sarah, and then Kira, and then all of her daughter's clones. And she's taken them all in. They are all chicken. She loves them all. She takes care of all of them. They are her daughters now, um, and I and I think that I had a point, and I don't remember what it was, but I just really like the fact that she loves the clothes. Yeah. How could you not? How could exactly. you not? Exactly. <laughs> Tatiana just makes them all so endearing. I mean, I, I, we barely know MK, and I just want to hug her. Right? Well, I know. But I feel like MK would not be okay with that. No. I just want to sit down and comb her hair and... <laughs> You know. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks I, like they even gave MK like bad skin. It looks like it's bad skin, doesn't it? It might, it might be, it might be a burn. I have to go back and reread the comics. Mm. Well, she does not go out into the sunlight or anything like that, and probably does not eat right. She probably does not feel well. Um, I think, it, I think it's a burn. Ah. A burn? Yeah, I think she was burned. Okay. Um, and I also believe in the comics they cover the fact that she's on the autism spectrum. So I don't think hugging and brushing her hair would necessarily be great things for her. <laughs> I, I think they would be too much sensory for her. I That's another one of those, like, they make them different, but sometimes you're like, but if they have the same DNA, why is one uh, on the spectrum? That doesn't really bode with what we seem to know. Um. Yeah. So it could be environmental factors while in the womb. Maybe well, it could different. it could cause it could cause the DNA to express differently. Well, you know, and autism expresses itself differently yeah. in all different kinds of levels yeah. too. It's to say the other ones aren't autistic. That's you know, true. you know, it's just that it looks different. Yeah. You know. So. Because I could I could totally see a case being made for Kendall um, having autism. Oh, she's not neurot- neurotypical at all. No. And I, I honestly, I don't think any of the clothes are. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's a little I was going to make obvious. a joke about, oh, maybe she was vaccinated, but I don't want to. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 none of that. I didn't want anyone that. to take me seriously. So it's like, oh. yeah. We'll have hate groups down on our heads. And, oh, oh, my God. I will. Because, you know. I will, I will drive out to Vallejo and kick your butt. It was only going to be a joke. Vaccinate your kids, you idiots. Yes, please. (laughs) All right. So um, I have just a couple of notes that we didn't hit on that I just wanted to mention. Um, Number one, uh, getting the purple phone just felt a lot like product placement to me. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. And they made sure to get a good shot of the Apple logo, and then they showed it again later on. It was just like... Come on. Like, they never did that before, and now I just... Uh, it was upsetting to me. I don't know about you, but I was... Well, they like, kind of did when they got the new phones, the new clone phones, because it was the it was the 5C. It was the blue yeah. iPhones. And so, like, they didn't need and, to show as much of it to understand that it was an iPhone. 
because yeah. this is when the colored iPhones came out. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit. It was clunky. This time. Yeah. I don't really have an issue with product placement when it's just visual, but when it creeps its way into the dialogue, that's when I have problems with it. Well, there are times that it works and times that it doesn't. Like, I'm sorry, the whole subway thing on Chuck was hysterical. Mm. Yeah, that was the kind of show that it was. You could go very yeah. meta with that. Well, I just remember uh, on like on Bones, it was a couple times where it was. Oh my God! Wow, they went through corp- all the features of the car. There's, there's yeah. like, wow, there is so much room for this corpse in this trunk of, in the trunk of this, you know, whatever, yeah, of this. Or there, G- there, there were showing off the features of the GPS and the OnStar, and I was like, okay. oh come on, yeah, yeah that was just. That's that was too much. That was the, as most egregious as I've ever seen product yeah. placement. So yeah. that well, was not, for, this like, was not that. <laughs> except for in Wayne's World. Oh well, but again, that was yeah. <laughs> that was just like a big joke about yeah. some car they keep like yeah. putting in scenes or something in one of the shows. Yeah, the same yeah. car. I think it's a show. <laughs> so um, the health card does not match Ontario's health card at all. Um, just thought I'd point that out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I know what it looks like. I have one. Um, doesn't match at all. Um, and when they're doing the sonogram, you can hear the heartbeat. Uh, hear one. Twins, wouldn't it have two heartbeats? Yeah. You only hear so. one. Yeah. And you only hear one heartbeat. There could be the case made that since they're identical, the rhythms were in sync, but you would still hear an echo. Yeah, it it just was a little weird. I know that it was done for story purposes, though, because they yeah. were trying to get it um, all set up and everything. Uh, I just not thought qualified that... to do her job. Or she was focused on. Um... She's like, I'm here for the sonogram. Well, we just we just had one. Oh, she's not supposed to be in here. Get out of here, lady. We've told you before. Don't come in here. You don't know what yeah. you're doing. Well, also, like, you can um, niblets hanging out on the right side right now. Mm-hmm. If you put the Doppler machine on the left side, you don't hear the heartbeat as well as if you're okay. right over. Okay, the so Dublin. maybe it so would be it, masked by the other one. Yeah, if if uh, if they were focused on only one of the babies at first, they could have been switching between the heartbeats, but there still would have been like a blip. Yeah, yeah. but I just, um, I just thought that whole scene was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it was. Elena go- was glowing. Yeah, she deserves some happiness. <laughs> she really does. I just have to say, from a nurse's perspective, you don't ever say, "Well, that's strange." Yeah, you no. no, you really. That's don't. what I'm saying. She wasn't really. She wasn't you supposed to be the technician. Your, your parents a heart attack, right? You say things like that because you just don't do that. <laughs> Agreed. And it was a- Reminds me of the doctor from Arrested Development, just sort of making leading statements. We're like, <gasps> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what well, I'm talking did, about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did um, did Elena? I didn't repeat this, but did Elena say say like they're fighting in there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're fighting like it was cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like me and my uh, sister. Uh, yeah. Only only Elena would say that. Yep. Adorable. The one is a knife. Where did she get that from? I also wanted to mention the whole thing about like when Allison's all upset and she's like talking about how Helena murders people and Tony's like, so do we. And she's like, we're manslaughterers. Right. Yeah. Slaughterers. <laughs> Let me qualify our differences here. 
I know. It's, we should keep calling her Fertile Myrtle and all yeah. that. Yeah. I'll just cross that off my quote. Was. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can reuse quotes said. This is yeah, this, you can. This, yeah, this, this is, is a Bob show. You can, party, yeah. yeah, you can reuse. Yeah. You can reuse quotes. Did we mention that the face worm has a defense mechanism if you try to extract it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because we talked about why that. it didn't happen when the guy bit it out of his cheek. Okay. You were, you, you were a part of it. I tuned out. Thanks. <laughs> Because <laughs> that was my theory that I was talking about, but it's fine, Matt. Don't worry about it. And he's tuned out again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Brother Justin will help. Yeah. <laughs> he can jump in. So is there anything we didn't hit? Um, okay. If Cara, Sarah and Kira had worms implanted in them, when they were at Dyad. That was like two seasons ago. Yeah. How come it took them so long to find them? Do you look for worms in your cheeks every day? No, she means to find Kira. If they if they're using the worms to track them, why did it take them three months to find them? I don't and I think, think that... they are. Oh, okay. I don't think, See, I think I don't it's think because you, they're I, tracking them. I don't think that they're... Uh, Sorry, I just had an exploding baby. Um, I don't think that they're using the worms to track them. Okay. Then how come, if they, if they had her there that long ago, how come her worm isn't bigger? It's just a baby worm. I don't know. I don't know what type of worm this is. Therefore, I do it's not know its lifespan. I'm sorry. I don't know. Why don't you know, Liz? Why don't you know? You're supposed to know all these things, Liz. Jeez. Hey, um. I missed the Dolly <laughs> reference. I don't get to talk about science right now. Um, I, I think that they are using the worms to track them somehow. I don't know how. It just story-wise seems like a good thing. And I think they didn't go for Kira and Sarah until they wanted to. Oh, okay. I think that they knew where they were and they were fine with knowing where they were and that they went after her, went after them because something has changed. Do you think they just wanted to flush him out so they so Sarah could lead them where they want? Possibly. I don't know. Could be. It could be that clothes. they've been doing things to trap MK. Yeah, oh. that could be it. Huh. Interesting thoughts. It shall unfold. I feel bad for Art. Just gotta say. Yeah. I know. I could hear you, like, cheering when that scene happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) Poor Art. But then he had to watch, like, her slip into madness. And I don't think that um, Sarah showed him the, the, the kit, the drug kit. No. No. And I, I went back and I looked at it, watched it a second time before we started recording. And I thought, oh, Liz was wrong. It was just a spoon and, and a, a, a tube for snorting. No, there was a lighter in there and everything. Yeah. Uh, so I got to wonder, like, was she shooting up her pills, too? My goodness, Beth. Nutty, you're the guest. You get to do the... Favorite clone? Favorite clone, favorite uh-huh. non-clone, favorite scene. Oh, wait, wait. First we do quotes, right? So quotes. We, can go, we go whatever order we want. Let's do quotes. This is my favorite quote just because of just it's pure joy. I have to tell my sister. 
<laughs> no. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matt? Let's see here. Well, I'm paraphrasing, but she eats frozen bread and she's murdered people. So have <laughs> we. Well, that's different. Helena's trade to kill people. We're manslaughterers. <laughs> I love that word now. <laughs> Great, bud. Um, Lynette? Okay, uh, let's see. Okay, I'll go with this one. They're in the Neolution Club, and Sarah says, This place makes my skin crawl. And he says, Really? I thought your tail would be wagging, so to speak. Oh. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I mean, that's great, but oh. Yeah. It was lame. <laughs> All right, Janice? In art, it's called a phallus, darling. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Sorry. I love that. All right. Um, so I totally didn't think anybody was going to pick that one. Um, I'll go with uh, when Siobhan calls Kasima chicken and, and Kasima says, oh, don't call me that. I love it. And then she kind of like nestles in for a hug. Yeah. It's a good one. All right. Nettie, who's your favorite clone and favorite non-clone? Did Janice um, give a Yeah, did Janice give a quote? Yeah. I yeah. Was gave the phallus quote. Oh, oh right. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, you said it in another accent. I got confused. <laughs> um, yeah, so favorite clone, I'm going to say Helena, which shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. Um, favorite non-clone is going to be art and I actually am going to add another quote in there uh, you and Beth are more alike than you think you're both stubborn as hell is one That's of his good. quotes yep. which I think is awesome and my favorite scene is the sonogram scene okay uh, Matt uh, non-clone is tough I, I think I'm going to give it to Donnie just for being uh, supportive to for, for Helena yes he does kind of he doesn't quite understand his wife's concerns and hang-ups, which I would expect, you know, a good husband to do. But I think he, he is a good person and he's naive, sort of childlike in a way. But he was there for Helena and when she needed him as her as her boyfriend, a fiance. Well, they have husband. Well, that's husband, how this happened. Husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it, it, so he was cute. So I give it to him. Uh, but I'm not thrilled about that choice. I just want to put that disclaimer on there. Favorite clone. Uh, well, it wasn't Sarah, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I guess Cosima. Honestly, I don't have one for this one. It was Beth. He just doesn't want to tell you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lynette? Oh, and Matt, favorite scene? Hmm. Yeah, I have to say the sonogram scene. Lynette? You know what? I'm changing my favorite clone to Helena. I can do that. It's not too late. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, Matt. <laughs> Donnie and Helena. They were cute. And that's my favorite scene. Done. There you go. Solid. Good. So I'm going to... I would pick Helena, too. But I think I'm going to pick Allison as my favorite clone because she's just so perfectly bitchy in this. <laughs> you know, she's just really great. With her little tags and everything all over the place and talking. And it was just... So I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick Allison. And for my favorite non-clone, it's going to be Felix because he's really developing. And I'm 
glad he got really kind of cranky with with Sarah. Yes. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> and my favorite scene, I'd have to say the sonogram. It was really quite touching. It was really quite lovely. And what else did I miss? Oh, you got it. Okay. Uh, Janice? Okay. Um, I'm going to pick as my favorite clone, MK. She wasn't in much of it, but I really like the scene where she asks, she tells Beth, not, please don't go away. You're my only friend. I need you. And, and um, Beth hugs her. Um, yeah. My favorite non-clone, I think, is Art. And I'm going to pick the scene where he... He's he's watching the, the the camera that was in the apartment. I don't know. For some reason, I just really like the way they, they juxtapose him, like getting a sandwich and then noticing something and then, you know, just back, the back and forth, what he was seeing and how they, yeah. So I like that. That conveyed a lot of emotion. Just that, yeah. Didn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Yeah. Um, all right. My uh, favorite clone was... Kasima and my favorite non-clone was uh, Siobhan, and my favorite scene was the was the mother-daughter moment between them. Um, all the clones were cloney and were very well, uh, were excellent characterizations of themselves this episode, but um, I just, Kasima's pain, just, I wanted to hug her too. So I really liked that scene with her and Siobhan. So, ratings. Yes, ratings. Nutty. I am going to give this a 9 out of 10 surprise to babies. <laughs> surprise to babies. <laughs> All right. And so that's that... actually 18 babies, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Suck monkeys on fire. Oh, I almost went with that. Oh, really? <laughs> I almost went with that. And then I thought... Oh, that was my... Yeah, that was my rating, too. Mm. And then I thought it was too depressing for a high score. Um, so, Matt, what's your score? Honestly, I didn't really like this one very much um, because I had such a strong negative reaction to the way that Sarah treated her brother. Yeah. And, uh, really, and, and this was a very Sarah-heavy episode, so... Kind of turned me off uh, pretty much uh, right away, <laughs> but it uh, it was fine. the The Helena Allison value stuff was really good, so I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Uh, seven out of ten embezzlers. That's an honor of Scott because it sounds like he embezzled from a dyad. All right. Oh yeah. Janice. No, I'm changing my. <laughs> I'm changing my rating. <laughs> seven out of ten. Uh, HQs under comic book shops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that's good. That was, that's lovely. Well, well, Janice, you definitely have to go now because I have to come up with something else. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 uh, picture-perfect craft rooms messed up by Helena. Oh, yes. Food everywhere. Excellent. Yeah. Hey. Um, <laughs> um, I... I thought a lot of really good stuff happened and we learned a lot, but I, I agree. I didn't like the way Sarah treated Felix. Um, I, I mean, I, I understand we're going to be with the worms a long time, but just as a plot device, it's just gross. So I don't, I don't like that. Um, 
what else didn't I like? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll just leave it. But yeah, there were just these little things that I didn't like. All right. Um, Did anyone say this Cosima quote? Where she said, secret lab under a comic book shop? What more could a girl want? No, <laughs> no but that is true. That is great. That is great. Um, oh, I know. Liz, I'll give you a couple more minutes. Another thing I didn't like was Sarah and her crop top. I thought that look did not work well. I I thought it was fine. I didn't think about it at all. I didn't <laughs> oh, think about it, though. I do think that Sarah was um, not appropriately dressed for the weather. Not so much the crop top, like that didn't stand out to me, but like they're getting ready to go in the car in Iceland and they're grab. she grabs her Canada Goose jacket, but she's her top is completely open and exposed and she's going to walk out into the snow with not even a jacket on. It was odd. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and mentioning the crop top, I'm thinking, yeah, that, it didn't look like summertime to me. I gotta tell you. It's still cold up here right now. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, so far this season, for me, has really harkened back to what I loved about the show in seasons one and two. Uh, with the good writing and none of that caster clone shit. Um, so I was overall happy with this episode. I feel like everybody was pretty true to their character. Yes, Sarah was an asshole to Felix, but... She's always an asshole to Felix. Um, and I think showing the juxtaposition of Felix starting to stand up for himself was really, really good. Um, though the worm thing is creeping me out. Yeah. A lot. Um, so I gave it an 8.5 Felix butts. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good rating. Felix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So did we have any feedback this time? Yes, we have feedback. Let's start with Harold. This was a really strong episode. I feel like I am just stating the obvious for the umpteenth time, but it is just so amazing how Tatiana Maslany can not only play so many different characters, but can give each of them a big emotional scene in such totally different ways and be true to each character's personality. Of all the big moments in this episode, the best was Sarah's freakout about having a worm in her cheek. But I have to give special mention to another, which was actually a costuming choice. The moment after Beth said goodbye to MK and was about to walk out of her apartment, and I realized that she was wearing her suicide outfit. Sorry, Liz and Katrin, but I am not buying your theory that MK is Beth in disguise. Unless they are totally messing with us, Beth truly seemed at the end of her rope in the flashback, and MK is truly traumatized by Beth's decision. This may seem like an odd digression, but bear with me for a moment. By total coincidence, this week, one of my favorite bloggers did a post where he listed the people he could never imagine on the toilet versus the people he could definitely imagine on the toilet. For example, Hillary Clinton and Queen Elizabeth made his first list, and Bernie Sanders and Walter Matthau made the second. And then I watched this episode, and I realized that if I did such a list for Orphan Black, Rachel and Allison are on my cannot envision on the toilet group, while Helena and Donnie are on my absolutely can't imagine list. <laughs> I thought of that blog post as I was thinking about 
pairing this week of eating farting, eating farting Donnie and eating farting Helena, while Allison channeled her inner Rachel, getting jealous over her sister's fertility. Allison, be happy for Helena. Don't let this escalate. In the meantime, what happened to Helena's boyfriend Jesse? And where is Shay? Are they hiding out with Cal? Have they chosen to hide on other television shows filming at the same time? Is Delphine with them? I give this 10 out of 10 fertile myrtles. Thank you, Harold. I love you, Harold. That was just that was, hysterical. Yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. And then, let's see. Hi, clone dance party hosts and guest Nutty, my fellow Long Islander. I really enjoyed Val. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I really enjoyed these first two episodes and feel it's off to a strong start, so I'm expecting it to be a great season. I didn't love last season, so I need a strong comeback season. Just some random thoughts in no particular order. Sarah and company should have had go bags ready for situations like that in Iceland. Oh, oh crap. Cool. Dylan Bruce's name is still in the title credits. Can somebody please fix that? I know. But I'm not going to I'm not going to lie, my eyes were glued to his abs and all his shirtlessness in that first ep. He's very pretty and I'm a shallow men's ab lover. I can't help that. Uh-oh, a wormbot or whatever they're calling that icky thing that's in Sarah. MK called it maggotbot, didn't she? I didn't expect Mrs. S to find one in Sarah's cheek, but I loved the way Tatiana played that scene after S asked what what that was, and she says, I don't know, I don't know. I loved her inflections. She sounded like a frightened little kid, and who could blame her? All I kept thinking when Sarah had her finger in Kira's mouth was, ew, yuck. Your finger has tons of germs on it, and you're sticking in your kid's mouth cheek. Nasty. I liked seeing... Beth pop in and out of the episode. There was one shot I really liked when Sarah was bending down by Beth's sink and stands up really fast, and it edits it into Beth. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Even oh, though this cool. is the timeline when where Beth kills herself, I still hope we see more of her. We still have to find out whose blood was on her hands, right? And we had the return of Felix's ass while doing her artwork. I may be wrong, but that might have been the most ass time he's gotten. Thankfully, he has a decent bum, so it's not a scary one. Ah, oh, poor MK at the end with Beth. I felt so bad for her when Beth left her, and she told her, don't leave me. Hope we get to see more of MK. I'm guessing we will, but I'd also love to see Katya, too. I have two favorite quotes, one from Allison and one from Helena. Allison, after getting an eyeful of Felix, shiitake mushrooms, Felix. <laughs> <laughs> When Donnie gives the doctor Allison Helena's health card, Donnie, she's changed her hair, obviously, Helena, because it was too ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I burst out laughing when Helena said that. It's the deadpan delivery that makes it even funnier. Previews for next week look really good, too. Can't wait. Have a great podcast, guys. Take care. Val. Thank you, Val. Thank you, Val. And, And it's okay. We all have things we're very shallow about. Own it. Love your guilty pleasure. <laughs> Abs are not a bad thing to love. I am a fan of butts. And then we have something, another, uh, some more feedback. Not really sure what to say, though. I liked the secret lair under the comics game shop. It looked like they had Eldritch Horror and a couple of, I'm sorry, I don't, 
I don't know what this means. C T H U L H U related to Cthulhu. Related games behind the counter. Sign of things things to come with the knee illusions are just a bit of fun. Squiggly things aplenty. I'm trying to think of other things to say, but I'm half asleep. Oh, about body mods. When I was at university in Reading many, many years ago, some of my friends studying computer science and cybernetics, the chair of which was Professor Kevin Warwick. Clever blokey. Not sure if you've heard of him. At the time, he was working on an implant that would enable him to get in and out of various labs without having to use a door code. I think it had other uses, too. It was also developing a pair of chips that will allow him and his wife to sense what each other was feeling. I think that's right. Something to do with understanding how the nervous system works, electrical impulses, that sort of thing. Needless to say, the papers got hold of the story and called it the love chip. I did hear about an electrician getting the electrical sensing chips implanted in his fingers so that he could find live electrical lines without the need to carry a sensor. Sorry about the ramble. Hopefully I'll have something more useful to say for the next episode. Have fun. Kirsty Steele. I thought that was very useful information to have. Yeah, that was awesome. I, yeah. I really like so that perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. It reminds me of uh, one of the ladies in our little Facebook uh, podcasting community she has a daughter who is uh, i believe autistic and they've been they they just acquired this new technology that may allow her daughter to through her use of movements sort of communicate because she can't speak so that kind of thing where you could i don't know somehow put it in the in hands and arms to for that purpose is good use of that kind of technology i don't and then also like the electrician, electrician being able to put something in his finger so he could sense a, a lot of electrical wires. Like these are practical purposes. I don't see that getting tails and changing your eye color is necessarily a. You mean? But whatever. I don't getting know. Getting penises. Getting second penises, like nothing. That nothing. That doesn't seem necessary. <laughs> but I don't know. That could just be. I'm a. Yeah. a the um the chip that he was working on to get in his skin, I've actually heard uh, those things have been developed. Um, we, you know, many people have the chips in their animals, so if you lose your animal, you can find your animal. Right. Um, and they've been uh, talking about being able to do that for your children or for the yeah. elderly. But there, there's also, you know, you can get the RFID that will just let you wave on a sensor instead of carrying a card and have everything right. tuned to that. So that's kind of cool. And then the the one where he and his wife could sense each other's emotions. I don't think this is the chip, but I did hear about something that they have where it's like a watch or a band, like a Fitbit kind of a thing. And you and your partner wear it. And no matter where you are on the globe, if you touch it, then it'll vibrate on your partner's wrist and you'll know that they're thinking about you. Oh, really? Which cute. is like really sweet. And had I had that been out when my husband and I were dating from different countries, I probably would have tried to get them. Yeah. That would yeah. be really cute. None of this has been articulated on the show as yeah. reasons why you might do body modification. No. No. It's all been about self-guided evolution. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, the thing is, they they they, disp- they they talk about it that there's the dark side of it, which is the freaky leakies, and there's the legitimate side of it. They have talked about that in the past, about mm-hmm. how there's definitely a very corporate front and a usable front that you know is very for science and medicine yeah. and all that kind that of stuff. Yeah. What we're seeing the freaky leakies is the underbelly that they try to keep hidden. So the tails and the branding and the bisected penises is is not really what the world knows about when they hear about Dyad and, and Dr. Leakey. I'm actually right. just really surprised that the Freaky Leakeys are still just as strong after his death. Yeah. Well, they don't know he's dead. Oh, Sure they do. Uh, he uh, reportedly had died of a heart oh. attack on his private oh, yeah. jet. That's right. Okay. That's, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Zayed doesn't actually know that he's dead. Right. Okay. <laughs> they just reported it. Um, and by the way, uh, Hell Wizard uh, was in last season. He was uh, part of the breakout. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, he okay. Hell Wizard. How lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for checking that. So was there any other feedback? Um, nope. Okay. Um, yeah, so so that was it. So thank you so much, Nutty, for joining us. Yes, mm-hmm. thanks, Nutty. Thank you for having yeah, me. Thank you. Great podcast. And Love so you. you can hear more of Nutty's awesomeness on the Nutty Bites podcast and on the Game of Thrones podcast, which is called the what? Beyond yeah, the Wall. Beyond oh. the Wall. I, I had wall. I just couldn't get the rest of it. You can find links to everything by going to nimlas.org, N-I-M-L-A-S.org. Um, and Beyond the Wall is specifically on specficmedia.com, but uh, you can also find it by going to nimlas.org. I have links to everything. Yay! Yay! Thank you, Nutty. And so we will be back next week with um, Nutty again, actually. <laughs> yes. Um, there was a bit of a switcheroo again. There was some switching with a... Uh, we'll have my my sestra, Sandra, uh, the week after. But so we get nutty again next week for season four, episode three, the stigmata of progress. Hmm. All right. So okay. so thank you, Clone Dance Party listeners, and we'll see you in a week. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. It's a brand new day.